Aw damn, thank you for tuning in, tuning in, tuning in, to another episode of In the Studio with Rubio, where comical commentary meets politics, technology, world news, entertainment, pop culture, and just a plain weird. Get strapped up with your seatbelts and let loose your ears for your daily dose of news entertainment. Whether you're just a plain Joe or someone that screams, I need attention. It doesn't matter because you're here for the useless commentary. Useless commentary. Now, without further ado, let me introduce you to one of the most silliest yet funniest people to ever exist in the history of all histories. Histories, histories. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris Rubio. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of In the Studio with Rubio. Wednesday, March third. Today, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about Jen Psaki response to suggestion that prioritizing teacher vaccinations is anti-equity since most teachers are white what the hell covid uh police break up fake vaccine network in china and south africa also samsung tells texas it wants to create 1800 jobs with a 17 uh billion dollar factory in austin buckingham palace responds to megan merkel bullying allegations Ooh, that's gonna be fun also former mlb exec says albert pujols has been lying about his age. What's new in this segment of Just Weird? We're going to talk about a Goodwill worker finds $5,000 left in a donated jacket pocket. And in this segment of Let's Watch Some Cheers, uh, we're going to watch Myanmar security forces kill 18 protesters. That is crazy. All this in this edition of In The Studio with Rubio. Let's do this. Of course, before I start, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. If you like this video, go ahead and share this video. And if you must, go ahead and leave a comment down below. And also, don't forget to smash that like button, mofos. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me on an epic Wednesday afternoon fun times at Ridgemont High kind of spiel. Now, today is going to be a very, very uh, interesting day because, man, okay, so everybody knows that's worked with me either through comedy or through my job or if you've been with me for any significant time, I'm always, I'm always blowing my nose. I'm always having sinus problems. I'm, I'm always having allergy problems. And I think, I think I found a solution. Um, the solution is, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I did a video. So with that being told, guys, enjoy what I came up with. Man, so look, I suffer from sinus problems, okay? I've been suffering from sinus problems for years. I really don't know how to get rid of it. Uh, rid of it. It's chronic and it's pissing me off and... I've been told the only way to solve it is surgery, and I'm not going to get surgery. So, what I've done recently is I've just left my boogers and my mucus in. I don't blow my nose. I try to get it as stuffed up as possible. Is that even normal? Is it normal? I did it today, and quite frankly, when the mucus and all the boogers are like dried up and solidified in there, I just don't have the allergy or the sinus pressure. It's weird. So I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna try to 
at least every time I start sneezing or every time I start to feel pressure on my nose, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm going to let it drip. You know, there was a time when I was just like today, it was just like dripping out of my nose. And it really felt, you know, I didn't care if people were looking, you know, I would like wipe. But then I could tell there was a lot of mucus up there. A lot of mucus. And I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to let my body do its thing. My body wants mucus to build up in there. So why expel it? Why blow it away when your body is trying to tell you something? Is the mucus supposed to be in there? That's my question. Is the mucus supposed to be in there? I think so. I think it's supposed to be in there. Looking back at it now, there was a time like today... For like 15 minutes, I could just feel it all. I feel all the pressure, just feel all the mucus, feel all the boogers solidifying in there, and I'm like, "Huh, man, this is uncomfortable." But then, after 20 minutes, it all went away. It was like a miracle. So this could probably be my thing now. I'm um, probably if 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 you see me, if you see my nose running, or if you see any boogers coming down. I'm just letting my body do its thing, man. I'm letting my body do the natural thing. So, yeah. So, if you have any sinus problems or allergy problems, just uh, take it like a man. And just take it. Fuck the medication, dog. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy the show, guys. Yeah, did you hear that? Hell with the medication. A lot of people are getting medicated. Look, I get it, man. I've been suffering from chronic, chronic sinus, whatever you call this. I'm, I'm, I'm always feeling pressure, and I'm always, there's always some sort of mucus buildup. It's, it, it, it gets to a point where it's just annoying, right? So, if you guys have any allergy problems, or have any sinus problems. And you like you guys are looking for medication because you guys are always blowing your nose. Just give it a try. Give what I did a try, and just let the mucus build up in there. <laughs> let the mucus. It's it's gonna feel uncomfortable. It's not gonna feel right. Every fiber in your being is gonna be like I've gotta I've gotta push this mucus out. But just do yourself a favor. Just hang on. And just let the mucus build up in there. Let let your body do its thing. And <laughs> it's not a vaccine. It's a genocidal injection. <laughs> oh, Max. There you go again. <laughs> I love it, though. Love it, bro. Speaking of vaccine... Man, I'm excited because the first article is nutsos. I think I think you'll have a, I think you'll have a field day, uh, field day with this Max. This is brought to you by the Daily Caller, guys. Jen Saki responds to suggestions that prioritizing teacher vaccinations is anti-equity since most teachers are white. What the heck? F- 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 
White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki responded to a reporter during Wednesday's White House press briefing who suggested that prioritizing teachers receiving the coronavirus vaccine is anti-equity since most teachers are white. Guys, this is actually a thing. During the question portion of the briefing, Saki was answering questions from CBS reporter Waija Jiang, I think that's how you pronounce it, about the coronavirus vaccine as it relates to reopening schools when Jiang brought up race as a factor in vaccine prioritization. Jiang began by quoting uh, epidemiologist and CNN analyst Dr. Celine Grounder, who called the move to prioritize teachers in uh, getting the coronavirus vaccines anti-equity since most teachers are white, and said that prioritization is taking away from people who are underserved. Yes. What's this? New York Post, China makes COVID-19 uh, anal swabs mandatory for foreigners. <laughs> is that? Shut up. Is that a thing, Zach? Is that for real? Oh, my God. Don't tell me it's for real. I'm so gullible. I am gullible. No. 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 I'm not going to believe that. <laughs> God, now you're getting mental images in my head. Now I can't get these mental images out of my mind. Thanks, Zach. Oh, my God. It is true. Jesus Christ. Well, what about this vaccine, though? This vaccine is not serving equity. But by the way, I said in the live stream yesterday, I hated the word equity. I hate the word equity. I like the word equality. I like that. I love that word. But equity serves as a um, what's that called? Um. Is it is it called an op, um outcome of opportunity or something like that? Something like that. I forgot. Uh, my my brain is having a brain fart. But I don't like equity because it's uh, uh equal of outcomes. There you go. Equality of outcomes, other than equality of opportunity. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I I haven't had my coffee yet. I haven't had my nap yet. But that's what equity is, man. They're basing people on, on, on the color of your skin, not in your merits, not in your intellectuality or anything. They're just basing it mostly just on your on your gender, on your skin color, on your, you know, if you're disabled or not. You know, it's. But uh, China makes COVID-19. I can't get that out of my mind. Damn it, Zach. By the way, how did your uh, live stream go yesterday with Mark Gonzalez? I was checking out a couple minutes of it, man. Love you guys. What is the administration trying to make sure teachers and these people who are underserved will have the same access to vaccines, she asked. Quote, well, first, we simply disagree, and not just me or the president, but the head of our equity task force. There's an equity task force. And our health and medical team for a couple of reasons, Saki reported. Jeez. Where is our country going to, guys? She went on to describe that the vaccination prioritization program is beyond teachers. Sure it is. And it is... 
uh, and that it in it includes other workers who interact with students and that they are incredibly diverse. She added that getting kids back in school is one of the most equitable steps we can take since black and Latino students are dis disproportionately experiencing learning loss. Why do you think that is? Does, does you know, public schooling and, and where they're learning... The schools that they're learning at, uh, do you think that has something to do with it? High-quality teachers are not going into those uh, environments because they want to get paid more <laughs> at a place that actually has some control a little bit with the kids. Internet interconnectivity, parents who are disproportionately frontline workers, and this compounds the damaging effects of policies that already leave students of color with lower quality resources. So our view is actually that this step is one that is meant to help communities of color, help students who are already being disproportionately disadvantaged by schools being closed, Saki said. Jeez. Jeez. What are we going to do, guys? What are we going to do? This is just nuts. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just so pissed off now. So why? <laughs> so, let, so let me get this straight. Most teachers are white. Uh, I don't even know if, that, if, if that's that factual. Probably factual. I'm not. I'm not really too sure. Most teachers are white. Everybody wants to open up the schools. But the federal government, the equity task force, doesn't want to prioritize or wants to prioritize vaccines. Because if most of the vaccines go out, they think that most white people will get. This is this is just stupid. This is straight stupid. I don't even know what to say about this other than the fact that this is a uh, complete fucking socialism, dog. I, 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 I hate using that word all the time, but it's true. You know what I mean? It's straight up such a power move. Why don't we prioritize the vaccines to the people who really need it? Like the old people or the people that could die regardless of their skin color. Why does equity have to do? What does equity have to deal with the vaccine? What does equity have to do with with the corona? What the what the hell does all this have to deal with anything? President Joe Biden has called in every state. To have all their teachers vaccinated by the end of March so that more schools can continue to reopen. Teachers unions across the country have been strong advocates for keeping schools closed and continuing virtual classroom instructions even though the CDC released guidelines on reopening last summer. The CDC released updated, uh, updated guidelines in February saying that schools could fully reopen without requiring teachers to be vaccinated. Well, you know what? There's a lot of teachers that don't want to be vaccinated. You know, if, if I was a teacher, it, uh, thank God I'm not a teacher, but if I was a teacher, I wouldn't get the vaccine. 
Because you know why? Because I don't feel like I'm endangering my students. No students, high school, middle school, or even elementary schools are dying. There's a, such a small, minuscule, certain percentage that's going to die from any virus. There's no... Kids are not dying from this virus. Old people are. Old people and people with precursors are dying from this disease. So why? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just all a power grab, guys. This is nuts, though, man. Could you could could you believe you're just like an old white woman? And I'm not trying to defend Karens or old white. Well, I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just a. Uh, uh, an old white woman from the South who's not racist, who's a teacher, who just wants nothing but good things for them. I'm pretty sure they exist, right? And somebody's coming up to them and saying, oh, you can't get the vaccine. Why not? Because you're white. <laughs> I mean, come on. What the fuck? Uh, you're white. Uh, you can't get the vaccine. Oh, and plus, you've you've got a four one k. We can't we can't give you the vaccine. <laughs> That's just nuts to me, man. Well, I guess it's another point for the Biden administration, right? Or another point for us rational Americans that see this kind of bullshit and call bullshit because that's what that is I don't know guys and here's a crazy thing about the vaccine I mean this 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 live stream I titled vaccine bullying and if you guys don't know the way I title my live streams is usually I would take a look at all the articles I'm reading and I would pick a, a word from an article I would pick one word and I would pick another word. And uh, my third or my fourth article in entertainment has something to do with Megan Merkel and bullying. And this has to do with vaccine. So I said vaccine bullying. So that's how I get my my episode titles. It's it's not because I'm trying to be provocative. Even though uh, there's a little. Yeah, I'm trying to be slightly, but not really. You know. I'm not trying to be that provocative. But, hey, you know, if you want to get the vaccine, guys, if you really want to get the vaccine, I go ahead and get the vaccine. I am not opposed to it. But don't look at me because I don't want to take the vaccine. Because I already feel like I got the antibodies because right before the first lockdown, me and my boy Amir, we got a freaking horrible case of the flu that lasted 10, 12 days. It was ridiculous. And it was most of, uh, most of, it was a severe, it was most of them, one of the most painful and god-awful flus I've ever had to endure. You know? But that's what it is, man. So, don't tell, look, man, uh, for me, I've always had the same consistent message since day one. This virus is serious. We should take it serious. But it's not as serious as if you've been watching CNN for all of your life and you're afraid to touch people. I bet you there will be plenty of people, plenty, that have taken the vaccine and that will refuse for a couple years to shake hands. And I'm like, that is what's wrong 
with this whole thing. The whole psychology of people is all fucked up. It's all fucked up. And Jen Psaki, I, I, you know, Jen Psaki, you look, uh, being, being a press secretary is, is a tough enough job. You know, I've seen press secretaries come and go, especially under the Trump administration. But Jen Psaki, I don't think she, I don't think she has long. I don't know. Well, you guys let, let me know in the comments how many months do you think she's gonna, cause she's already getting a lot of shit. She's already being, She's she's already been caught lying and saying crazy shit. So let's see. Let's go to the next article, guys. World news. This is brought to you by BBC. Police break up fake vaccine network in China and South Africa. What? Police in China and South Africa have seized thousands of doses of counterfeit COVID-19 vaccine and made dozens of arrests, Interpol says. In China, police made 80 arrests at a factory allegedly making fake vaccine where at least 3,000 doses were found. Three Chinese nationals and a Zambian were detained at a warehouse in Gauteng, South Africa, where... Ampolis containing 2,400 doses were discovered. It is not clear when exactly the arrest took place. In, in Wednesday's statement, Interpol said it was also getting reports of their fake vaccine rings. Interpol short for the International Criminal Police Organization is based in Lyon, France and facilitates international co operation between police forces and crime control. The COVID-19 pandemic has claimed more than 2.5 million lives worldwide and infected nearly 115 million people, according to Johns Hopkins University estimates. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, how could you find... <laughs> Look, man, uh, uh, how bad, how bad were these fake vaccine rings? How bad were these fake vaccine vials? You know, I mean, seriously, I mean, look, man, I live in the U.S. I don't know how much the vaccine is, how much it would cost if you didn't have health insurance. If I was in the Philippines or Mexico or some sort of third world country, I want to know how much it would cost. But if I did buy it, I would be a little skeptical, like, hey, what's going on? Is this a vaccine? Yeah, um, why does it have a Nike symbol on it? I, uh... <laughs> why does it have a Nike symbol? Hey, uh, yeah, this, this, this vaccine, why does it uh, smell like vodka? Why does the vaccine smell like vodka, guys? <laughs> Look, I get it. In, in most countries, you know, you've got you've to do your hustle, man. You've got to get the hustle on, guys. Because in most of these countries, I think there was a director, there was some sort of documentarian that went on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, she was a gorgeous lady, and uh, she followed the basically a bunch of people who grow cocaine and deal cocaine in, I think, Colombia. And... She documents them. It's crazy because her life, 
Her life's in danger every, every time you work with the cartel. Anytime you're close to a cartel, your life is in danger. Okay? But when you tie, when you start to take... I haven't taken a look at the documentary fully, but when you do, you start to realize that most of these people, they're just trying to get by. They're just trying to make a buck. You know, they're not caring about the about the ramifications of, of what they're doing. They don't understand understand the end product and uh, what it could do to people. If I'm living there, I would probably do the same thing. I would probably be making cocaine off coca leaves, man. Yeah. If I was living in a jungle in Colombia, man, and I had no other options but to build cocaine for the cocaine kingpins over there in Colombia, <laughs> I'm not going to think about social justice, bro. I'm not going to think about all the people addicted to cocaine. I'm trying to freaking feed my family, bro. Trying to feed my family. I mean, look, man, I've never sold drugs, nor do I want to sell drugs. But if I was going to sell drugs, I'd probably sell cocaine. Because I love myself some cocaine. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Just, Just kidding. But man, I uh, look, man. I am a libertarian at heart when it comes to drug use. I am. If I'm not hurting other people, let me do it. If I want to do cocaine, if I want to do weed, if I want to do heroin or meth for one day just to see how it feels, I should have the freedom to do that. If I'm not hurting any anybody else. But a lot of people are like, oh, Chris, you should Look, man, that is ultimate freedom. You don't tell me what to do with my body, and I don't tell you what to do with your body and your asshole. I don't tell you what to do with that shit. You do you over there, boo-boo. <laughs> do I know? Do I know people who have spiraled out of control because of drug use? Yes. Do I know drug users who are completely responsible, who dabble in drugs that are illegal here and there? Yes. Do I know people who are in the middle of those that don't want to do drugs, but every time they do drugs, they freaking regret it because they do some shit? Yes, I do. All these people exist within the same timeline. You know? I'm not claiming to be a Republican or a Democrat. If anything, I claim to be more of a libertarian than anything else. But man. Okay. We'll do. I got a thing from D Live saying, "Enable the X tag, please enable the X tag due to political and controversial content." Is this controversial content, D Live team? Come on, I'm talking about police breaking up a fake vaccine network in China and Africa. <laughs> How is this controversial? <laughs> Jen Psaki saying 
that some teachers can't receive the vaccines because they're white because they're of their equity task force. How is that controversial? She's the one that should you should be censoring D Live, not me. <laughs> She's the one that said it, not me. <laughs> I'm disagreeing with her. I'm saying you give the vaccine to the people that need it, regardless of skin color. Regardless. You give it all to all the old people and to everybody that could die if they have it. Regardless of the skin color, dog. Controversial. Well, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> but that fake fake vaccine though, man. I mean, just 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 go take a look at the <coughs> Look at these vials. I mean, look. I want to be able to spot a fake vaccine from a real vaccine. And quite frankly, I've I've uh, bought I bought some illegal drugs before, way back in the days, like 20 years ago when I was doing ecstasy. I've I bought some bunk pills before. Let me tell you, it's not a fun experience when you take the pill and 30 minutes later you're like, oh, it's gonna hit, it's gonna hit, and it never hits. Two hours later, you're like, damn it, I bought a fake pill. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I don't know, man. Fake vaccine or no fake vaccine. You got to be careful. Well, you know what? At least in the United States, and this is what, what it is. A lot of people talk shit about this country, especially the people that live in it. But, yo, man, this is one of the best. I mean, you could ask me to go back to the Philippines. I would say hell to the nah. I love living in this country, man. And one of the good things about living in this country is that you know, you could demonize the pharmaceutical industry, and I totally understand. But when it comes to vaccines doing the regular vaccines doing its thing, the regular runabout vaccines doing uh, doing its thing, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Vaccines work. Yeah, they do. But this is a uh, vaccine uh, 1.0. This is the first version of vaccine, and quite frankly. If I get the coronavirus, I don't think I'm going to die from it. Quite frankly, I believe I had it earlier. So I think I'm going to survive if I get the coronavirus again. Actually, there's a demented part of my brain that's like, hey, you know what? If I wish I wish I could get the coronavirus again so I could build the antibodies because I'm probably knock it off like a normal flu or like a normal cold. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, Chris, that's so that's so stupid. Well, hey, you know what? I don't have a degree in rocket science, nor do I have a degree in epidemiology or whatever freaking virology whatever that is <sighs> by the way um this um um, live stream is sponsored by nobody. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody. Let's go on to the next article, guys. Let's go on to technology. <clears throat> this is brought to you by The Verge. Samsung tells Texas it wants to create 1,800 jobs with a $17 billion factory in Austin. 
Samsung has submitted paperwork to Texas officials requesting a billion dollars in tax incentives to make Austin the future home for the company's $17 billion chip factory, as noted by Bloomberg and reported last month by the Austin American Statesman. In, uh, in the documents, which were filed in January, the company says it plans on bringing 1,800 permanent jobs to the factory over the first 10 years, with an average starting salary around 66000 In return, Samsung is asking for a break on its property taxes and is looking for a 100% break on its payments to Travis County for 20 years, which the company estimates would save it roughly $718 million and a 50% break on the taxes to the city of Austin for five years with an estimated $87 million. It also wants the state to subsidize its property tax payments to the school district. Wow. Look, man, everybody kind of stopped moving to Austin because of that freaking once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-century freaking freak accident of a snowstorm over there. But I'll tell you this, man. Uh, Austin is still looking appealing to me. I was just talking to a comedian buddy yesterday, and he was thinking about moving to Austin. And uh, he was like, I want to move there because he's a stand-up comic. He's like, I'm, uh, I want to move to Austin because it's going to be the next boomtown for comedy. And he plans to stay there for three years, and then he plans to come back. I'm like, that is that is a good move. You should do that. Why not? Why not? You should totally do that. Austin is going to be, regardless, you know, a, a lot of people speculate, oh, it'll never It's not trying to be L.A. It's trying to be Austin. And Austin is going to be big. You've got Tesla there. You've got Oracle there. Now you're going to have Samsung there. You, you just got to think the amount of jobs. And we're not talking about mom and pop shops here, guys. We're talking about major multi-million, multi-billion dollar companies moving to Austin, man. What's next? Apple? Apple's going to move its, its headquarters to Austin? Call it game over. Austin's going to be the next Silicon slash Hollywood, man, I think. I mean, I'm still... I'm still on the fence. Me and my wife are still on the fence about moving to Austin, but every day, every day, it looks more appealing. Every day. So, quite frankly, uh, I would like, I would still like to move to Austin. My wife's having cold feet, but you know what? Uh, I'm down. I am down. I've got a couple friends there that's willing to Chauffeur me. Oh man, where where's this? <coughs> if Samsung chooses Austin, it would be expanding uh, expanding its existing plant there. The company already has a chip making fab. In the city, which has been there since 1997, the factory currently employs around 10,000 people. And the Austin American Statesman notes that Samsung has recently brought 257.7 acres of land near its existing factory. Looking for incentives from cities and states is nothing new, but Samsung is asking for quite a lot, especially compared to Tesla. 
which is also building a factory in Austin, the car manufacturer only got around $60 million in tax rebates from the county and school district. The two plant factories aren't directly comparable to the differences in cost, employment, numbers, and salaries, and more, but Samsung's still looking uh, for an order of magnitude more than Tesla received. It could be that Samsung used the billion-dollar figure as an opening negotiation, but any deals being worked worked on don't seem to be public. Well, whatever Samsung, whatever Austin decides to do, I think Austin is the weird thing about Austin. It's like what Joe Rogan said. It's it's the very very bluest around the most reddest of people. <laughs> it's like a tiny blue dot in a sea of red. It's like, uh, you know, all the liberals and all the lefties are there surrounded by people who are gun-carrying gun carrying members of the NRA. You know what I mean? <coughs> I mean, I would I would just like to go there. I mean, me as a stand-up comic, uh, you know, I, I have a day job, but if I was going to go there and I worked for Samsung or Tesla, I wouldn't mind that either. But I would be doing stand-up comedy at night, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> 1,800 jobs with a $17 billion factory in Austin. Jeez. I wonder what's next, man. What's the next big company that's going to move to Austin? <laughs> See, I, I, I feel like stories like this, it, it subconsciously or maliciously gets pushed to me because I think the internet knows I want to move to Austin and they're like pushing me nothing but Austin positive stories. <laughs> it could be that. It could be that. Who knows? <clears throat> Let's go on to the next article, guys. Next article. Let's go talk entertainment. This is more... It's not really entertainment, but it is entertainment. To a certain extent. <clears throat> Buckingham Palace responds to Meghan Merkel bullying allegations report. We are clearly very concerned, are they? <laughs> the allegations come days before the Duke and Duchess, Duchess of Sussex, sit down with Oprah Winfrey airs on Sunday. Mm. Buckingham Palace has released a statement in response to the report accusing Meghan Merkel of bullying palace aides during her time as a working royal. We are clearly very concerned about allegations in the Times following claims made by the former staff of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. The statement read as confirmed by Fox News on Wednesday. According to, uh, accor accordingly, our HR team will look into the circumstances outlined in the article. The statement continued. Members of staff involved at the time, including those who have left the household, will be invited to partic participate to see if lessons can be learned. The royal household has had a dignity of at work policy in place for a number of years and does not and will not tolerate bullying or harassment in the workplace. The statement concluded. Hmm. 
This is nothing new, guys. If you're a royal, if you're a, if you're a king or a queen or king or a prince or a whatever the opposite of prince is, you're gonna you're gonna be in a, a a position of power. And when you're in a position of power, look, man, you're gonna treat people bad. And right now, just by the climate of things, people who are underneath people. They will speak up on social media. They'll they'll dox you, and it's just bad because this is the way human nature. This is the way human beings work, man. Some people will get bullied, and some people will. It will always be like that. Now, how was her bullying, and what is the definition? I mean, how 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 was it bullying? It's like, hey, could you hurry up, please? Was it more like that? Because if it's like that, then, man, I would suggest the person that she's talking to, you better freaking work your ass. It's a freaking, it's it's a royal family member, man. <clears throat> Megan Merkel. I know she got a bunch of shit because, you know, I, was it Prince Harry or Prince Henry? I don't know what prince it is. But of course, you know, everybody wanted wanted them to, to marry a white Brit. But Meghan Merkel is a light-skinned black. Oh, no. But she's gorgeous, though. I don't know what it is, man. And that's what, uh, that's what it is, like the power struggle, right? It's like, look... This is the way as uh this is the way humans work, man. You know, there will there will always be a guy in power or a woman in power. It doesn't really matter. When you're in a position of power and you need to get shit done. And, you know, I'm not saying that the royal family doesn't do nothing. They have obligations to do. They've got obligations to be met. They've they've gotta do things. And of course when you gotta do things you have little minions. You have workers, right? And we've all worked with people that don't deserve, that don't deserve for you to be working next to them because they're just lazy pieces. I, I've I've worked with a lot of people who are just lazy, who doesn't deserve to make a dollar because they just do nothing but complain. They don't do the, they don't walk the walk, but they talk the talk. You know these people. These people are all amongst us. By the way, the HR department, the human resources department within, I'm guessing, and I'm saying the human resources department as a whole. I'm saying if, you, if, if you're putting all the human resources, uh, resources department on an umbrella, I'm talking about every human resources department. I bet you within the last 10 years has grown so much. They're dealing nothing with... They're dealing with nothing but complaints all the time. And I would say that, you know, they would always side. It seems like to me the human resources departments, no matter what company it is, will always side with 
the victim, no matter if there's proof or not, right? Like, who knows? Who knows about this bullying scandal? What, what signifies bullying? It could be anything. Me saying shut up could be bullying. And I'm like, eh, well, if a person deserves for me to say shut up to them, then I'm going to say shut up to them. If I'm going to say, hey, uh, hurry up and freaking do your work. Oh, man, wait, Chris, why, why are you bullying men? People, people are sensitive like that, man. People are sensitive, bro. Sensitive. Let's go on to the next article, guys. Next article. By the way, I want to fix this. Should we do it? Yeah. Oh, shit. There you go. Let's go on to the next article, guys. Sports. This is brought to you by SportingNews.com. <coughs> Former L L MLB exec says Albert Pujols has been lying about his age. Uh -huh. A former ML MLB executive claims Albert Pujols have been lying has been lying about his age his entire career. David Sampson, who was the Marines, uh, who was the Marines president from twenty. Uh, 02 to 2017 made the allegations during a recent appearance on the Dan Libertard show. Samson was reflecting on the 2012 offseason when Pujols uh, was a free agent and the Marlins were one of the teams trying to sign the baseball star. Pujols eventually signed a massive 10-year $240 million contract with the Angels. It's the 14th largest contract in M MLB history and it ensured he'd be paid throughout. Despite poor numbers in recent years, Pujols is still set to make $30 million this season, which many believe uh, will be his last, though he says he hasn't decided. While recalling the contract offer uh, and offers the Marlins sent Pujols, Samson let it slip that the baseball player isn't the age he claims to be. Quote, we knew when we had the calculations for a deal that we didn't care about 2019, 20, or 21. It was so far in the future that it didn't matter, Samson said. We knew he'd be unproductive. We knew that he was not that, the age that he said he was. We all had that information. Lee Bartard, Lee Bartard, I think that, that's how you pronounce it, responded. Did you just report flatly that Pools is older than he's always claimed to be, Samson said. There is one person in baseball, not one executive, who believes Albert Pujols is the age he says he is. The amount of fraud that was going on in the Dominican back in the day. And in the Dominican back in the day, the changing of the names and changing of birthdays, it would blow your mind. Man, what the fuck? This isn't the first time. This isn't the first time Pujols, uh, who is listed at 41 years old, has had uh, his age called in question, as Samson uh, notes. There is history with players from the Dominican Republic not being their age. They claim former pitcher Juan D. Rodriguez turned out to be two years older than previously thought, and the same went for Miguel Tejada. <clears throat> well, so what? 
So what if this man lied about his age? Man, let's take a look at that picture again, man. So what if he claims to be 41? Is he 45? Doesn't matter, man. Is he making the plays? Is he making the hits? Look, it's, everybody knows Albert Pujols has been unproductive for the past, I don't know how many seasons. He's expected to make $30 million this year, which is insane. But <laughs> this is ageist, bro. <laughs> I hate saying that word. Age brings wisdom. Wisdom brings whatever wisdom brings. But who cares if he lies about his age, bro? Look, man, I remember when I was 30, uh... I was claiming to be 28 for the longest time. I think I was like 33. I was still saying I was 28. I don't know. I don't know why I landed on 28. I don't know what happened in my life at the age of 28 for me to be 28 for like four or five years. But I don't know how. I'm not going to tell you how old I'm turning. But I've been 38 for so many years already. <laughs> I don't want to let you know, but they, yeah, there's something that happened at the age of 28. I don't know what the hell happened. Because I remember when I was like 34, how old are you? Oh, no, I'm 28. I'm like, 28, man. Like, yeah, man, you know, it's Filipinos, man. You know, we, we just look young and we constantly lie to you. <laughs> That's what we do do, boo-boo. <laughs> Lying about your age is like dating a girl only to find out she wears <laughs> What was the oldest girl you are, you've ever dated, Zach? Like what what is the oldest girl that you're willing Well, I'm not going to say you're willing to date because guys will be guys. But what's the oldest girl that that you've dated? Like what was the uh, I would say what was the age? difference i would like to know that because i was never like i've always dated girls like probably three years younger three years older never it's it, it was always like three years you know but that's always an interesting question because you will get a, a very seven years older she was 29 and i was 22 Ooh, look at you. Look at you, Casanova. <laughs> Casanova over here. Attaboy, Zach. <clears throat> well, let's go on to the next article, guys. Next article. In this segment of just weird... Goodwill worker finds $5,000 left in donated jacket pocket. What? What you say? Have seen all American women are devious users and liars, no morals. <laughs> Come on, Max. Max. It, you know, there, there must be at least one girl that you love, that you cherished. 
Damn, Zach, I've hooked up with uh, women over two decades older, though. Damn, Zach, look at you, silverback gorilla. Look at you, dog. <laughs> oh, my God, that includes my mother and sisters and four ex-wives. Jeez, you got four ex-wives, Max? One, two, three, four. I see six exes by your name. Are you like married to two of them now and you plan to divorce them? Just don't. <laughs> That's crazy. Max, you look like a crazy dude, man. You look like you're a handful to be with, which is cool. I like that. Thank God they are gone. <laughs> Thank God they're gone, bro. <laughs> Employees at a Goodwill store in Texas said it took weeks of searching to find $5,000 cash that was mistakenly left in the pocket of a jacket that was donated to the store. Goodwill Fort Worth official said a man came into, uh, into the thrift store chain's location in Hearst in early February to report that his wife had mistakenly donated an old jacket that had an envelope containing $5,000 in uh, cash in the pocket. Wow. How did they find it? Who stole it? And, uh, technically, is it stolen. If if you get something from the Goodwill, 80-20% Bieber... <laughs> Is that really stealing? Though, if you're working at a Goodwill store, right, and you receive a jacket that's donated to you, that's donated to the store, and you find $5,000 in the pocket, and you buy the jacket, is that technically stealing? Is it morally wrong? That's my question. Is it morally wrong? I don't know. If I was in that situation, man, goodbye working at Goodwill. <laughs> right? And that's what I'm saying. Thank you, Max. He said, no. If you donated something, you can't. There's no takesy-backsies. No takesy-backsies. It's given by God for you to find. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I've donated uh, not a lot of things to the Goodwill or to the Salvation Army. I've given a couple clothes. But, hey, I've got this super dry jacket or this hoodie, this blue super dry hoodie that I bought for, like, three bucks. I bought it at a thrift store because I was like, dude, I, I need a sweater. And I was like, oh, this is a good-looking sweater. It's blue. I didn't know what super dry was, and then I'm wearing it one day. And my friend John Benitez was like, dude, where'd you get that super dry sweater? I'm like, I bought it at thrift store for three bucks. And he's like, dude. And then I looked at the super dry like store and like it's their hoodies are like 120 bucks. I'm like, damn, I came across a super dry, uh, super dry sweater for three bucks. Somebody just threw it away. You find some good things in a Goodwill store, man. You do. How about hidden money? In uh, picture frames or couches, etc. 
I think that's fair game too, man. Buried treasure. <laughs> you know what? You know what's a good question? I wonder how many. I wonder how many uh like old school furnitures, like I'm talking about old school, like like uh, like I was uh, like vintage drawers or vintage cabinet shelves, have been donated to the goodwill. That's been part of Russia. If, if, if there's a goodwill in Russia or the former Soviet Union, I just want to know. <coughs> I just want to know, like, if anyone that's old school, if like the KGB forgot to like take out the mics from them. You know what I mean? Like, there could be drawers or shelves that you bought that you think are vintage, and they are vintage, but they're like X. You know, there's like a. <laughs> There's like microphones in them. They, I mean, if they really want to listen in any conversation, I mean, if if any if the government wants to listen to your conversation now, they could at any time. I'm not disputing that. But I bet you, man, like, you know, you're you're like cleaning one of your shelves, or one of your drawers, your vintage drawers one day, and then you break something, and you're like, oh my god, look, this is a microphone in here. And then you find like an old shelf, like uh, you know, Adolf Hitler freaking autographed it for some weird reason as a kid. <laughs> how much? How much would that cost? Would you sell that? Would you admit to having that if you had an Adolf Hitler signed freaking cabinet drawer? <laughs> One gram gold charm and children's stuff. Saw a woman buy it for 99 cents uh, a pound. Cost her almost nothing. Wow. And, and, and you didn't get on that, Max? You didn't get on that piece, Max? <clears throat> well, let's go on to the next segment, guys. Next segment. Let's watch some cheers. They're only one at Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go take a look at this. Myanmar security forces kill 18 protesters. Wearing yellow and white construction helmets, some holding homemade shields of wood, others with a satellite dish. Myanmar's protests Oops, sorry guys. Let me do this again. Against the military. Wearing yellow and white construction helmets, some holding <coughs> homemade shields of wood, others with a satellite dish. Myanmar's protests against the military coup showed no sign of letting up on wow. Wednesday. Security forces fired rubber bullets, stun grenades and tear gas to break them up and local media reported several people were hurt. Later, there were reports of live ammunition fired and at least 18 people were killed. It comes a day after the Association of Southeast Asian Nations urged restraint, but they failed to unite behind a call for the military to release ousted government leader Aung San Suu Kyi and restore democracy. Meanwhile, inside the country, a prominent activist called for sanctions on businesses linked to the military. 
Across the nation on Wednesday, nine people were hurt and at least two people were killed when police fired rubber bullets in the second largest city, Mandalay. That's according to the Myanmar Now News Agency. In Yangon, hundreds of people were detained, including several protest leaders, an activist said, as well as local media reports of shooting and deaths in the central towns of Mingan and Magwei. Media also reported five people were wounded in the town of Monua. The military has justified the coup, saying its complaints of voter fraud in the November 8 elections were ignored. Nearly 1,300 people have been detained, according to activists, including six journalists in Yangon. Well, guys. <coughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mac. You're the best. <coughs> you know, we're having all these stupid discussions over here in the United States about canceling Dr. Seuss, canceling Gina Carano, systemic racism, and yet we have that thing going on in Myanmar, right? Freaking 18 people killed. If 18 people ki uh, were killed at a riot or protest over here, it would be bananas. I know everybody said the January 6th Capitol riot was a thing. Look, the people that died there, it was serious. But dude, Myanmar... That's like, that puts the capital right to shame, bro. 18 people dead? And of course, I said this in my previous live stream. There's like a demented part of my head that I just, I just want to, I just want to walk in, into like a mad riot like that, into like a mad protest like that. I don't know what it is. If there was a protest going on outside and police were shooting rubber bullets, I would want to walk towards it. I know. I know. It's such a stupid thing to think about, but. <clears throat> that's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. But yeah, man. It's a cray-cray. Cray-cray over here. And plus, you know, they're protesting. <laughs> it's like, there's parallels, right? Because they're protesting the election results. And the Capitol Hill uh, riots, they were protesting the results as well. And then what happens is the state goes down on them hard. And plus, I think Myanmar, uh, I'm not claiming they're a third world country. I think I'm, I'm possibly, if they're like the Philippines, they're possibly a third world country. But man. It's it's crazy go, what what's going on. I give credit to the journalists that go that that go there from the states, from the states here, that go there, or from the you know from from Western societies that go there and try to document whatever is going on there. I give them credit because that's like one of the hardest jobs that you have to do to go there and to report on the riots and to report and just to get footage on the ground footage of what's happening. It's fucking crazy. Fucking hella nuts. <sighs> well, guys, I know I'm one of the funniest people that you've seen here tonight, guys. That's not funny! Hey, hey, that's my niece. And I'm going to show you guys my dog. Oh, look at her. She's so cute! Anyways, guys, I just want to say thank you very much for joining 
me on another edition of In the Studio with Rubio. You guys are great. If you guys want to follow me, I am on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, Instagram, Mind, Be Live, Vaughn, Gab, Parlor, Odyssey, Rumble, Bit Shoot, all that. Find me, guys, at Chris Rubio Artist. Go ahead and find me. And also, I do this Monday through Saturday. I enjoy doing it. If you want to send me some money, guys, go ahead. I am. Oh, thank you, Zach. You're the best, buddy. Encore, encore. Man, I've got to do some Postmates. I've got to do an open mic later, dude. <laughs> if you want to support my work, guys, I'm on Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Zeal, and Facebook Messenger, also known as Facebook Pay. Go ahead and send me some money, guys. And also, oh, yeah, uh, Zach, if you want to text me, you got my phone number. If you're, uh, if, if you're going to go up, and let me know if you're going to go up on any shows this week. Or let me know if you're going up in general. Because I would like to connect. Oh, thank you, Max. You're the best too, buddy. And of course, if you're on YouTube, guys, do the most important thing. Hit that notification bell. And most importantly, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on your lower right-hand side. Thank you, guys. God bless. Peace out. Peace.